0: Welcome back to Decorum Green Connections, this episode is all about how to reduce your carbon footprint and live more lightly through your day-to-day choices and purchases. At a recent Green Connections meeting, local members brought their thoughts and ideas and in some cases actual items to discuss. Leslie hosts the session and we'll hear from Sue, Philippa, Nigel, Mark, Chris, Bruce and me.
1: Hello, Sue, and um, I'm, I'm going to ask you about the r- carbon reduction and plastic reduction things that you've um, gathered in the home and are using. So would you like to take us through them, show, show them to us, and we'll talk you through for anybody listening.
2: OK, well, first of all, for a long time now, we've been uh, using good energy as our energy provider. Um, so that's one thing. Um, there are also some more recent little changes we've been making. So our loo roll now comes from Who Gives a Crap? <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't recommend this to my mother because she would see it as bad language. Um, but it, it's, um, it's 100% bamboo. Uh, 50% of the profits are donated um, to build toilets. Um, And it comes completely plastic-free because it's wrapped in paper and it comes in a cardboard box. Who gives a crap? Um, Then I've been buying various bits and pieces from Lush Cosmetics because Amelia Womack went plastic-free for a week. And this was one of her recommendations that I saw. So, for example, we we now have some solid deodorant. We also have some solid shampoo. Um, And there are some things that come in plastic bottles or little containers, but when you've emptied them, you send them back and Lush refills them. So this is a little bottle um, called Miles of Smiles. It's toothpaste tabs. Um, And yeah, we're quite happy with those. I've also bought some solid perfume which has a really nice smell, and after I've used it, I'll just send the container back again. Um, So that's Lush. We use soap nuts in our washing machine.
1: Where did those come from, Sue, please?
2: Well, I I just Googled soap nuts, and in the end I ended up buying them from Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) confession only because in the end that seemed to be the easiest thing to do the soap nuts if i'll rattle now for the microphone because they are nut like Um, and what you do is you put some of these in a little drawstring bag they come in a lovely plastic bag inside the the cloth bag but these are little little nuts they look a bit, bit like the shells of um i don't know some kind of nut <laughs> um, but you put a few of them in a little drawstring bag and tie it up and just bung it in with your with your washing. Uh, what else? Um, I've been ha- I've been struggling to get hold of eye makeup remover pads that are biodegradable. I only found one product when I ordered it online from Boots. I went to collect it from Boots in Burko and it was in about three layers of plastic and the box itself is made of plastic. Um, so I thought okay I'm going to try again and I'm now going to use washable bamboo and fleece cleansing pads which, which I bought online. You can get them from many different sources and I think um, that's my lot. Apart from the Riverford box, Joe recommended Riverford <coughs> to us, and we've been, we've been very happy. <laughs> um, and most things, most most vegetables come from Riverford without any plastic. So things like carrots and broccoli, uh, onions and so on, they're all completely loose in your box. Um, some things like leaves do come in plastic because they haven't found an alternative to that yet. Um, but the box itself, you can put back outside um, the following week and it'll just be taken away and reused. They reckon they can use the boxes 10 times. That's, that's our lot, apart from not flying and being vegan. Very contentious. But those are our decisions.
1: OK, um, one of the things I'm going to ask you, Sue, is about price because I'm sure the people listening will, will you know, want to know this. So could you take us through the kind of costs? And uh, they probably are slightly more, but are they a lot more or?
2: I haven't registered cost. I can't tell you cost. yes, in general. More expensive. I couldn't tell you with something like the soap knots. I don't soap think the nuts soap nuts nuts per, are more expensive. per wash. I doubt it. I doubt whether no. they are more expensive. The the lush cosmetics are on the pricey side compared with what I would mm. otherwise buy, but not compared with what some people would spend, I'm sure. Riverford veg, well it's organic, so you're going to pay a bit more, but I don't think I don't think much more. Can't can't uh, be more precise than that, I'm afraid.
3: Does River uh, Riverford is it called? Yeah. Um, does it provide uh, fruit as well?
2: Yes, you can have fruit. Yes, they do provide um, fruit and veg that are grown in their organic farm in Spain, mm-hmm. but that has travelled over by train, not plane. Uh, we have been buying the purely British um, box, but uh, for the next few months. It's some sort of fallow period where there isn't much growing in this country. We're in the hungry gap. We're in the hungry gap. Um, so we have to have some things from outside the UK just for a short, short while before we, we go back to being British again.
1: Okay, and you started with good energy. Now, that's about the carbon footprint, isn't it? Yes. And what they do, as I understand it, is that they put back into the grid um, through renewable sources all of the energy which you take out. Yes. Um, and we happen to be shareholders in a small way because when they put out their shares, the, everybody supports them because they develop new businesses. They really are very much concerned about changing the business ethos of this country. Um, and who's, who's the MD? Um, Juliet
2: Davenport.
1: We went to see her, didn't we? Yeah. At... Um, where did we see her? Friends
2: of the Earth Base Camp.
1: Yeah, and uh, she she was very impressive, and so were all... The other people who were there were the people mm-hmm. working with her, and I talked carefully with them, and it wasn't a, a sort of fake fake thing. They really were working with the same kind of purpose and unity, and they didn't seem to be uh, uh, horribly corporate and <laughs> <laughs> all of those fake things that we have to put up with. So, I mean, I'm very sold on on... On good energy, uh, you know, I think they're a positive mm. force.
2: Mm. <coughs> um, oh, and we bank with Triados.
1: Yeah, yeah. But Triados is an online Dutch bank. Um, we also bank with um, the Co-op because, of course, it has an ethical supposed guarantee. <laughs> um, I think, frankly, that Triados are more reliable. But uh, uh, they do support a lot of... Um, businesses and cooperatives in in poor poorish areas of the world i believe um you know they do invest in the right thing right. do you want do you want to say a few things joe
0: yeah so this is my triodos bank card yeah. uh triodos a really good ethical bank they only mm. put money into uh decent things like wind farms and start at mm. young startups and that sort of stuff they've just recently started a uh, uh, current account, I've been banking with them with my ISA for several years mm. and uh started my current account recently, which is a card made from completely renewable mm. resources. Mm. Mm. I, lo- I think they're really good. They're a great bank and hopefully more people can join as they mm. kind of mm. get bigger. But as uh, Mark pointed out, it's £3 mm. a month. But they, they say that that allows them to pay for the banking. Otherwise, they would have to put their money into unethical things in order to fund oh, yeah. the mechanism of banking. So yeah. I kind of feel like why not pay three quid a month, which isn't a big amount, to to bank with a bank that I feel is is support to my morals.
1: Yes, I think if you have an ethical account, you can't expect high interest return. I mean, that's that's just basic, because the high interest return accounts, you are exploiting often children and all sorts of circumstances in other parts of the world, which are really awful, and that's how they get a lot of money. Well,
0: Well, I think also a lot of that is hidden. And not mm. spoken about whereas Triodos are quite open about where they put mm. their money mm. um, and they send a kind of quarterly newsletter about what they're doing with mm. it and who's mm. got money from where and why mm. and it's much more transparent than your HSBCs or whatever yes, yes. Um, where you have no idea where that investment is going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nigel? Ah oh, yes right well I can see uh, what looks like a, a flask which...
4: Okay, well, uh, yes we also, hello my name's Nigel Crawley from Tree. and we also uh, buy our energy from Good Energy, because they are one of the few energy companies who only buy renewable energy and don't just have a renewable tariff. And they also buy from small generators, mm. so the people who have PV on their roof or a, a single wind turbine. So they they're buying from distributed generation. We're quite keen festival goers and events goers, so I always carry with me my trusty clean canteen for for drinking water. Uh, very useful in the summer and a lot of places now you can get it refilled quite easily. It's not a cheap item, it's probably almost 20 quid to buy one of these, but it's a beautiful thing to use because it's stainless steel so it doesn't taint the, the water. It's got a lovely lid with an inlay of um, uh, of um, bamboo. Uh, like I say, it's stainless steel and not aluminium, which is another issue because um, from a health point of view. So that's a very popular item that goes uh, lots of places. has seen a lot of action. Uh, a companion to that is a, um, a metal spork, which is very lightweight and you can carry around anywhere with you. Available from camping shops. Oh, the clean canteen is available online or from camping shops. Um, and uh, it's this again. This makes it a pleasure to eat. Um, Takeaway food at festivals <laughs> because um, it, you know, it's metal and it doesn't bend and it hasn't got that texture that makes your mouth pucker up when you try and use the, the wooden wooden cutlery that you sometimes get. Wooden cutlery is good, mind you, um, and uh, these are the old-fashioned wooden pegs. Mm-hmm. So they're biodegrad- completely biodegradable when you finish with them. Relatively cheap, but still, you know, a, a design classic. So that's the dolly pegs. And this is something I recently found, which is an alternative to Tupperware. It's glass, and it's mm-hmm. got a bamboo lid with um, silicone seal around it uh, for putting leftovers in the fridge. Where did you so, get that? Ah, actually, I got this from Ikea. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And Ikea are actually starting to stock quite a lot of things not made from plastic, alternatives mm-hmm. to plastic. And they're using a lot of bamboo, And the great thing about bamboo is it grows fast and sequesters Mm. a lot of carbon and then the Mm. carbon's locked up in the product that's made from the bamboo and it's biodegradable at the end of its life. So they're all alternatives to plastic. Um, Other things I do to save carbon footprint is grow some of my own fruit Mm -hmm. and herbs and also soap in the soapwort which you is, can use for washing your hands. Just scrub a handful of it after you've been gardening and wash your hands with it and it cleans all the dirt off and gets lathers up quite a lot.
1: So it's a plant called a soapwort. soapwort plant, yeah. yeah right. One
4: warning about it, plant it in a container. Don't plant it in the garden. <laughs> it's more invasive than mint. <laughs> uh, oh, the other thing is, I recently received, I think this is worth mentioning, I recently received the National Trust magazine and it came in a plastic wrapper, but... Yeah. The plastic wrapper is made from potatoes, yes, yeah. and, and they've all there. There's also some articles about how they're using um, compostable cups in all their outlets, and also um, how they're embracing renewable energy across their, their things, So contributing to them. They are helping save save their CO two footprint so indirectly there. I think. Yeah, I tend to walk a lot, mm, <laughs> yes, as well rather than drive.
1: And cycle?
4: And cycle, yes, I do cycle.
5: Well, for many years we have been travelling by train to Italy. It's enormous cost, but um, we are finally going to give that up. Um, We've um, been growing salad in the summer in our garden and um, we have surrounded the garden with fruit trees. Um, we get, um, nearly all our supplies from places like Sumer through the, uh, food fair shop in Tring. Um, we, um, have had ecotricity and eco gas for a long time. Um, I think that's probably, ah, whenever I go to Waitrose, um, I take paper bags to put loose stuff in, um. The trouble is that the loose stuff that's available is pretty limited, and if you want to get um, organic, yeah. it's all packed it's in, in, in in plastic that you can't recycle. Have to say that companies like Suma, for the toilet rolls, um, they it is um, recyclable plastic. I think it's vegetable plastic, isn't it? Corn plastic. So those are the things, sort of things we we do and have been doing. We, we do very little travel by car. It's almost entirely by rail.
1: OK. Thank you, Bruce. So that was Bruce Nixon. Um, and one of the things that Bruce mentioned, of course, was ecotricity, whose main thing is the um, electric charging points on, on motorways. Um, and I, I, I am going to say something slightly contentious here, that, that ecotricity tried... To um, essentially put a hostile um, a, a, a takeover, in fact, on on um, good, energy. good Energy, the uh, the people who get Good Energy and also the shareholders resisted it completely. Um, that was unfortunate. Uh, really, though, the two businesses are very separate and very different, um, because, as I say, Ecotricity. It's really the the, the um, electric cars, which brings me to Chris, because Chris has just announced or that he's recently got an electric car.
6: So we, uh, my wife and I have, have moved to an electric car um, probably about a year ago. Um, it's quite, uh, it's a Nissan Leaf. Um, it's, it covers most of our day-to-day travel, actually. We, we don't, we also have a second car, which we can use for longer trips, but we really don't use that too much, um, maybe occasional weekends. Um, my wife has a 40-mile 40, 40 round-trip commute, no, 80-mile round-trip commute um, to Stevenage each day, and she uses the electric car for that. Um, and cost-wise, actually, for her, um, she did buy it new, and it was, there was some government subsidies involved in that. Um, but the monthly running cost is is the same, if not slightly less, than when she was driving a, a petrol car. Um, and we have a charge point installed at home to top that up. Um, yeah, so it's 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 a really, I think the range on the cars are going up. Um, the the battery lasts for us, I think, 150 miles, um, although it is shorter if it's a cold day. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's been a seamless tri- uh, change, and it's a really nice car to drive. Actually, it's it's so quiet. Um, so yeah, it's also helping with noise pollution.
1: As I understand it, the the carbon cost of those enormous batteries, which are underneath your car, is actually discharged within about three years, and then you're into a positive carbon situation. That's what I, I, I've picked up from lots of sort of information. Um, and when we went to the Friends of the Earth weekend, there were people claiming that electric cars put more particles, um, more pollution into the air from but it's comp- that's completely wrong because actually the electric cars brake as part of their mechanism to charge up their battery as they and yeah, right, yeah. and like so that's mode. not on the brake pads and therefore not pushing out particles so they, they don't create more particles than than um, uh, petrol cars it 's the other way around, but all cars of course do create mm-hmm. some particles and pollution. Not carbon dioxide, but the kind of pollution that affects children and old people.
3: I was um, very recklessly driving a terrible old banger of a car which expired one day on the M25 happily (laughs) near a slip road and the RAC kind of gallantly arrived 15 minutes later and took me and the car off to the knackers yard (laughs) which which I emerged from but the car didn't and I now have a car free existence and I use buses and trains and uh, locally buses work really really well and obviously, I live just, I can hear the trains going by. The tra- train tracks very near me. So, the train going from Berkhamsted to Euston is greatly used. And um, as far as I can see, I can continue in this manner. So, there we are.
1: Thank you very much, Philippa. <laughs>
7: Everyone has a phone. I've had my phone for about a year. It's called a Fairphone. Oh, I've got one of those. It's Dutch, yeah. And the big thing that's different about it: so your phone breaks, the speaker goes, the camera goes. You can replace the parts yourself. I've just recently replaced the camera for twenty pounds, and I did that. I ordered it online, had it sent to me, and you can change it with just a screwdriver yourself. Now, while I'm doing this, I can actually try and get into there, which isn't going too well at the minute. <laughs> there we are. And all it is, with your own hands and one screwdriver, you can take the phone to pieces. I know it's great for a podcast isn't it me doing this but there we are <laughs> but the big thing is so everyone drops their iPhone and spends a fortune going to the Apple store to get it changed mm-hmm. the screen the charging fortune so you can get a new screen for 40 pounds and change it yourself just by putting yeah. it off and then all the components inside all the screw holes are circled with blue so you can just take out the screw holes and then replace the parts yourself so what so did you did it's a Fairphone 2 and it's available from the phone call in the UK and the version I've got is actually a factory refurbished second-hand version as well. And all the minerals, I believe, are conflict-free. So all the copper and so mm-hmm. forth, are guarded. and it's all on the Fairphone website, how they do that themselves as a company. And that's it. Mm. Could you,
5: that's
4: so what, what, what's your review of it as a phone?
7: It's brilliant. So I'll be honest, the first one I got had a software issue, but that was to do with Google, not to do with the Fairphone second phone i got replaced no issues with it like i've said the camera wasn't good enough on the back for what i wanted for so i went and shopped around and bought a better camera for myself for 20 pounds i could change it myself there and then and i think the big thing is you can buy new batteries for 20 pounds and you hear the amount of people that say their batteries sold on their phone they're gonna have to upgrade whereas i wouldn't have to upgrade with this phone i can just buy a new battery and put it in oh. yes. you send back the old parts and like i said my phone was sent back to them as part exchange and they've sent it out to me as a new one uh-huh.
0: I've got a keep cup. This is great for um, for commuting or for your coffee. It's a uh, glass, which is really nice, and cork around the outside. So that's a really nice um, kind of portable cup. It's got a plastic top, but the rest of it is is uh, really nice and it doesn't make your coffee taste weird. It's not plastic.
1: So if you want to get that, you
0: call it a keep cup. Keep cup. Yep, they're available all over the place. That one uh, actually came from Foyle's Bookshop of all places, all right. but okay. um, online they're an Australian company. Um, mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure others in this group uh, have one of these, which is a bamboo toothbrush. Mm-hmm. So these are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, plastic bristles, which is a problem, but uh, you pull the bristles out once you've finished using it and dispose of them in some kind of safe way. can't think of how, but there we go. And then the toothbrush itself goes on the compost heap. And we have got loads of them. I found a couple in Waitrose once, so they're available. Um, or from Ethical Superstore is where we get a lot of stuff from razor, um, which is an old-fashioned razor, which some uh, some people may recognize, but it reduces uh, plastic cartridges for uh, razors. Um, I find that really scary, that you buy a razor thing and you uh, throw it away and it's this plastic. So that's metal and you can recycle the blade because it's just stainless steel. So where did you get it? Uh, that's just from a shaving shop. Loads of shaving shops right, have that. Okay. Um, my wife also has one for legs or whatever yeah, she yeah. does. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for both. Um, these are one of my favorite uh, things. So I take a sandwich to work with me every day. And this is a Eco Snack Wrap. Um, and it's just a fabric, handmade fabric thing with a kind of waxy uh, interior. And then wrap the sandwich up in there and uh, keep that. And that sits in your bag all day. And then also got a bag that is a similar thing. So it's a fabric bag with a zip. Uh-huh. Um, and that's, again, kind of like a, a thing. You could put your fruit in there or whatever to save on plastic and cling film or tin foil or whatever. Um, Where so do you yeah. Get that from? That's from Eco Snack Wrap, so that's a website. They've got their own website as well, so they're pretty good. Um, I also buy from Riverford, um, and they're really good. They uh, are attempting to reduce plastic as much as possible. Um, they had sat on their laurels for a while because they thought that the industry was going to come up with a plastic alternative, mm. but it hasn't, so they're going to start their R&D process again. Um, they've recently started using uh, plastic-free bags to hold their loose uh, fruit, so if you buy... Uh, limes or lemons they come in like a netting bag which used to be plastic they're now made of some kind of wood derivative some kind of hawthorn or something and it's kind of a spun uh, completely decomposable fabric um, netting thing that you cut the ends off the, the metal ends off put those in your normal bin and the rest goes into the compost which is really impressive um, and I think being, being organic is really really important for um, carbon footprint so uh, the reduction of um, Carbon-made um, fertilizers is really important in food production. So, um, you know, not using nitrogen and um, phosphorus, pulling, uh, using huge amounts of energy to create those uh, fertilizers is really important. So that's why we try and buy organic wherever we can. On the cost thing, it is more expensive, I think, to buy generally buy organic. I would say if you're in a supermarket, but uh, we're green energy rather than good energy. Um, because of our we've got a, a weird sort of uh, gas or electric meter which the other two wouldn't accept for some reason they're the only ones that do. Um, I'm vegetarian and probably 75% vegan and uh, George Monbiot recently told everyone that uh, the two or the three two or three main way, ways to reduce your carbon footprint one don't fly anywhere two, become vegetarian straight vegan. <laughs> think this might be
1: the last item and it is to do with Joe. Joe introduced us to Polyprint who are the one place that recycles very thin plastic and they're in Norwich and you can send all your very thin plastic which is on the tops of um, supermarket pre-packed uh, food and so on. Now Joe does have a reservation, I know he has, that he thinks, well I believe that you think that they're there, Unable to cope with the amount of plastic they're being sent because they're the only place in the
0: country. I have absolutely no idea. Ah, I, I, right. I, I okay. l- leave a note in with my plastic every time <laughs> and say, call me if any of this is yeah, wrong yeah, yeah. or if I'm, we're sending too much and no one's ever got back to me. So I continue to spend five pounds a month sending yeah. a bale of plastic to Norwich. Well, which you is can. You, frankly you, ridiculous. Well, you can <laughs>
1: do it on a second class small parcel. Yeah, yeah. If you get the dimensions right. You've got to really crush it, yeah, yeah, got yeah. To crush it in. yeah, you've um, got to crush it in. And when
0: I went into the post office recently, the woman said, gosh, a lot of people are doing this now.
1: Well, that's us, because <laughs> yes. you, you got us to do it. Um, yeah, so this is all, and, and on the website, it tells you all the different types of plastic which they can deal with, which other methods can't.
0: Thanks very much for listening to the podcast. I have a really lovely little episode coming up soon all about Halsey Field and Hemel Hempstead. If you want to get in touch, you can get us on Twitter at DGC